another episode of the Speak Real podcast, sharing one-on-one conversations. We believe that storytelling is the best way to empower youth and give them the platform to find their voices. Presented by Youth Speak. Youth experience, youth voice, youth. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Speak Real podcast. Uh, I'm here with my friend, Sean which is very exciting. You may uh, recognize if you follow the Instagram that we did an IG live together, which is great. And you should go watch that as well. Um, But hi, Sean, how's it going? (laughs) I'm doing good, Alex. It's always good to hear from you. Yeah, it's great. It's been, uh, it's been, it was a long time before we did the IG live actually. Uh, Mm -hmm. We we saw each other. So it's nice to actually be seeing each other a bit more often now too. Uh, Exactly. If people didn't know, it was actually uh, World Autism Day a few weeks ago now. Um, mm-hmm. And at You Speak, we are trying to kind of revolve months around uh, special occasions and things that we see as important. Uh, so we decided to do a podcast with both me and Sean uh, about autism and being on the spectrum and uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, so I would like to start with... Uh, Kind of, how would you define uh, the autism spectrum? Kind of your definition of it. So my definition of the autism spectrum would be always unique. um, Because, you know, with both of us being in the, on who, both of us who live with uh, autism and Asperger's, you know, we've always been told by people that we are always unique because we're always creative on the spot. We're always um, visioning something ahead of time, what we want to plan out, what our future looks like as well. That's an awesome definition. That's like one of my favorite. Yeah. And for sure, I know. Um, I, I've always been told that, um, especially the way my brain works is really unique. Um, and I think of things, I, I always notice, like sometimes I think of things that I see as, um, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, of course it would be that way. But someone else is like, wow, that's brilliant. I can't believe you thought of it that way. So it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. It's definitely unique. Uh, so I want to start with a bit of introduction to yourself. Uh, I want to kind of start with, a little recap of your story, um, maybe how you got diagnosed, how you found it uh, around school, especially, uh, and stuff like that, whatever you want to share. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I've been involved with Youth Speak for nine years now. Um, <clears throat> I like to make that joke of that I'm the old guy of the program or the veteran, I guess you can call it. Um, and my story, I live with Asperger's syndrome. I go through anxiety, go through the odd days of depression here and there. It was due to the amount of bullying that I experienced from public school, high school. And surprisingly, you know, sad as it may sound, even college as well. Uh, so took me a little bit, but eventually I found the courage to find that little uh, voice that um, I knew I had and kind of encouraged myself to, you know, not to not be afraid to use it 
to go ask for help. And, you know, thankfully, my teacher at that time knew that I was struggling, knew that I was super shy, didn't even have the world's best social cues, even though I still find that relatively a challenge of mine now. But, uh, you know, thankfully, looking back now, I'm thankful I asked for that help. And according to people that I've met over the years, I have a smile on my face that's apparently contagious. Yeah, and I can absolutely agree with that. Um, you have a, almost an energy that radiates like positivity and good vibes and good stuff, you know? Um, and I can totally relate to so many, and I think that's why I've loved getting to know you as I can relate so much to your story because people were, uh, always kind of mean to me because I was different and, um, I didn't really, I didn't like the same things and I liked only one thing <laughs> for most of my life. <laughs> so that one thing, like. I slowly evolved out of that, but I found like school really difficult and I was really bad with social cues my whole, I'm still bad with social cues. I sometimes I'll tell my whole life story to strangers and not realize that they don't want to hear my whole life story, you know? Um, and if that's, if I even talk to the stranger or leave my house in the first place. Um, right. So it still affects my day-to-day -day life because some days I'm feeling uh, like I want to go out and I want to talk to new people and I want to make friends, but the next day, you know, I, it can crash down and I, I isolate myself and I can barely even muster the courage to talk to someone new. Um, and I find especially my stress levels um, particularly affect that. Like if I'm really, really anxious, I don't want to even think about meeting new friends. I don't even want to talk to my regular friends, you know, like I don't want to keep on top of it. Um, I just want to play my video games and like focus in on one thing. Um, but it's gotten so much better over the years because I've learned tools to kind of snap me out of those cycles um, and keep me on the right track, uh, per especially and particularly with like uh, socialization and keeping up with my friends and not isolating myself with my video games all the time or my hockey or because I could I I don't know about you but I could literally like sit in my room and play video games like all day every day and be happy um like <laughs> well, it was like that for me when I was still, still is but um at the same time I'm I'm probably a lot like you I I need a, a routine through the day like I'm somebody, if you change my routine, whether it be at work or just like even for the smallest things, and if I don't get any reasoning behind it, I legit will have a huge anxiety attack because of it. Yeah, I'm that way too. And I've noticed, especially um, as of lately, like I've had a lot of issues kind of um, controlling my emotions and regulating them and like figuring out where they're coming from because there's so much coming at me at once. Um, <laughs> That like I've I've even had issues like I my age having controlling um, my my temper and uh, my stress management because I've started to even have anxiety, but I've noticed as I've gotten older, I've started to develop the tools where it's not, um, I guess overbearing. You know what I mean? I still feel it, but it's not like. I, I it doesn't feel the same way that it did. That's the only way I can explain it, you know? <laughs> uh, it's, it's great though. And I think that we will talk about tools a bit later on because they are really important, but um, 
yeah, I think it is important to address that like sometimes it is okay not to be okay. Uh, and it is okay that sometimes you feel like it may be a little bit out of control and you may be out of control, but you got to rein it in and kind of figure it out um, because it is important to take care of yourself. Exactly. Uh, so on the autism spectrum, Sean, where do you find yourself? Where do you identify with all that? So I identify myself on the high uh, functioning. So when I, um, going back to like, I guess, kind of like the first question about how I found out when I was diagnosed, um, my best memory of that was going down to sick kids, getting tests done by the doctors. It's like uh, going through like the typical um, <clears throat> Asperger's autism or throwing out a new word, ASD level one. Uh, going through like the, the that random behavior change, kind of like touching on what we were just talking about, like the social cues, anxieties through our routine changes to um, like for me personally, my writing skills, even still to this day, I, I still I even have a hard time even reading my own writing. Yeah, me too. Same with mine. <laughs> uh, <coughs> And even uh, talking about a similar subject that I'd be interested in, like for kids now or youth now these days, um, like throwing this out as an example, like superhero wise, like say uh, the Avengers would be somebody like, for example, of somebody, some like a topic that that individual would want to chat about all the time. Right. So thankfully in grade four, I was, uh, I call it, you know, thankfully and being pretty thankful of finding out my diagnosis at a young age compared to say now sort of deal, right? Because at a young age, you know, for parents, they can even get a head start on finding the proper support systems for their, uh, for their child to be, to not only be successful with, but even for their parent, even for the parents' point of view too, knowing that, okay, my, I'm pretty confident that with what they're involved with, I know they're going to be fine, you know, 10, 15 years from now sort of deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I also, we're, we're very much on the same scale of the spectrum as well. Uh, I also was, I have Asperger's and my first, my first signs were, uh, I, I was really bad with my social interactions. I started to poke people with pencils and I wasn't understanding why they were getting mad at me uh, because I thought that was a totally normal thing that people did for some reason. Um, I understand now that people don't just poke people with pencils over and over, but I couldn't understand why they'd get mad at me and they'd snap at me because uh, I thought I was being funny. So I had a lot of issues with socialization uh, and making friends. Uh, I spend a lot of time alone. Um, and I was really, really focused about hockey and space. I've always really loved space. Um, and I was really honed in. I remember from like, my dad told me from a really young age, I had like all the statistics memorized from all the teams. Like I could recite every NHL team's like goals, like wins, losses. Uh, I wish I was that. I, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse that I'm not that hyper-focused on it anymore uh, because that's pretty cool. But um, it was, 
it was really something that I honed in on. Um, and that was also, I, my speech was very, I spoke very properly. Um, I repeated words after themselves, uh, which I still do to this day. Um, I got words in my head and I'll just knock them out and can't stop saying them. Um, and yeah, it was, it, I also went to a really, really nice doctor who, um, it wasn't scary at all. He was a really uh, nice person and he walked me through it. So it was a really good experience uh, and really easy. Honestly, I just went through, uh, I think my parents went through my family doctor uh, as well. Yeah, uh, kind of like what you're going through, uh, what you're just mentioning about the hockey and space. I mean, I mean, it's like with all joking aside, like for me, it's always been uh, like dinosaurs and even um, I know, I'm a bit of a history buff myself, right? Like I always love learning new things about what I had, uh, about history, whether it be like the First World War, um, the Second World War, for example, as well. And I can remember in high school, I actually, <clears throat> um, we were doing the f second uh, World War as our uh, as our huge topic and aced everything like no problem. Yeah, uh, honestly, I didn't know you were a history buff too. I knew about the dinosaurs, but that's awesome because I'm also really, really into history. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we were actually talking about uh, dinosaurs just before we we started recording this. <laughs> so that's really cool, and I know how much you love dinosaurs, and it's definitely something I'm interested in too. And I'm definitely a history person too. So it's cool that we have so many similarities as well. Mm -hmm. um, on that, uh, you gave me, speaking of history, you actually gave me a history lesson the other day uh, about the name Asperger's. So uh, the name is changing from Asperger's to autism spectrum disorder. How do you feel about this change? And can you kind of talk about the history behind that a little bit? Honestly, the change doesn't even bug me to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. I, I feel the same way. So a little bit about the history lesson on Asperger's and where the name came from and all that. So <clears throat> going back to, going back to the, the second world war, actually, there was a guy by the name of Hans Asperger's. I think it was, he was a German guy um that's where the name came from from his last name and <clears throat> the just to keep this you know a little short and brief but uh the uh what they found out from hans was he was affiliated with the nazis and i'm actually uh which i know i'm probably gonna discuss uh, in a little bit i'm actually on a board of directors for a non-for-profit charity organization called the ASO, Asperger Society of Ontario. So the reason why for the name change to the ASO actually was we didn't want to um, <clears throat> have people think that we're affiliated with, uh, we're a Nazi affiliated company. Uh, we're wanting to make a change over to the ASO to make it more autism affiliated as well. Which is great. And I think that's, a, it's a great change. And again, I have no issues with the change. I think um, anything to kind of 
disassociate from uh, anything like that is a positive thing. Uh, I want to know what are some things that if someone has never known anyone uh, on the autism spectrum, what are some things you want them to take away? Whether um, it be like in a workplace setting um, or even like what you and I are doing right now. Um, the one thing that, you know, I guess for like for both of us, for people to take away would be passionate. Um, oh, two things actually, or three, uh, passionate, caring, and also empathetic as well. I love that. And I think that's really important is um, knowing that uh, we do feel empathy because I think that is a misconception is that we don't feel emotion, but I always, uh, I always say that I always feel almost too much emotion. It's like, everything's coming at me lightning fast. So my empathy, I may not express it the same way, but I definitely feel it. Uh, and especially with other people who are on the spectrum. Exactly. Like for me personally, uh, where I feel kind of empathy or start a certain type of, uh, emotion it is tough for me to get out yeah for sure um and i know right now you're working during the pandemic uh both uh online and in the real world uh, how's that been for you like for many people it's been an up and down roller coaster of emotion um like to be honest with you if i had a, like a real choice I feel a lot safer, honestly, doing online. Yeah, for sure. Because I was actually uh, uh, second week in uh, January of the new year. I was actually tested positive myself, and it was a bit of a shock for me going, oh, boy, here we go. But, uh, you know, thankfully, I didn't have it as bad as most people that year nowadays that get hit with – uh, COVID, the uh, pretty bad. Like for me, it was just um, it almost felt like a really bad case of smoker's cough and just fatigue and super exhausted every day and just not really wanting to do anything. And I can't even like I know the anxiety that comes with uh, being autistic too. So I can't even imagine like the anxiety that you must have felt when you did test positive. It must have been. Uh, really really tough oh yeah because i love helping people whether it be people i'm you know working with or either here at home because i do live with my mom and my grandparents and all three of them can't uh, really do a whole heck of a lot with like shoulder mobility for an example right i mean it's getting to the point where they can't even say reach for a, a coffee cup. Yeah, it's tough, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that you're, I'm so glad that you're better. Uh, I remember when you did get diagnosed and uh, I remember I was definitely worried, uh, but I'm glad it was just minor. I'm glad that you sent updates too. So we all knew that you were uh, doing okay. Uh, speaking of the ASO, do you want to tell us a little bit about them and what makes them a little bit different than other known organizations? Yeah, definitely. So 
my involvement with the ASO actually began when I started Youth Speak. Um, my mom was looking up some uh, uh, charities because uh, she saw that there was a 10K uh, in Toronto, just on Young Street coming up. And it was actually my first time actually running a 10K. Um, and then she came across um, uh, then named the Asperger Society of Ontario. And she looked at me and said, you know, get involved with these guys and he'll get you out more meeting people and that. And I was like, you know what, let's do it. And that's how my involvement uh, really began with them. At first I started out as a volunteer fundraiser to now being on the board of directors uh, with them. And just to name like, like uh, two awesome things that we do with them that we offer actually is that there's our action line which um they can call up and we can direct them to the proper support systems like say you know i'm looking for a job can you connect me with the the proper resources to help look and say look for uh, a job uh, with walmart for example right and another one that we do, and I'm pretty thankful that I helped um, kind of kickstart and even co-facilitate, which is the Pierce Connection Group, which we meet every other um, um, Monday towards the end of the month. And the cool thing was our first meeting uh, went so well, actually. We had a young guy, I want to say maybe about our age, maybe a year or two older, uh, joined us, who's also on the spectrum, and he joined us all the way from Japan. So that was a pretty cool experience. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's that's like super far, too, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and was this over cool. Zoom as well? or? No, it was actually through uh, Google Meets. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I know the good work that you do, uh, and I know the good work that that group does. Uh, I actually had the pleasure of being able to uh, chat at an AGM, uh, and that was super fun. I got to share some uh, coping tools that helped me with my routine, um, which I always love to do. Uh, but definitely, if you haven't uh, heard of them before, uh, make sure you look them up. Uh, they are a great organization. Um, and what what are some other resources uh, that you would consider kind of healthy resources, uh, good for people who may not understand uh, life on the spectrum or maybe living on the spectrum and may not understand themselves fully yet? So like other resources that they can look up to, to help out more? Or yeah, not? yeah. It can be like, uh, like I don't know, um, anything. Don't worry, I'll cut all this stuff out. Um, <laughs> It can be like uh, books, like, I, I don't know, like a website, another organization, um, a speaking gig, like, uh, I know Toastmasters okay. has helped. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Take it away, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So other organizations, uh, Carrie's Place and Community Living have always been a great help. Um, in terms of like... Uh, YouTube, even like TED Talk as well. Um, there's a friend of mine, I can say, uh, you know, with honesty, you know, he actually does a much better job advocating 
he's been doing it a lot longer than I have actually. His name's uh his name is Daniel uh, Charstrom, and uh, just look him up on uh, YouTube uh, TED Talk. I think he did one either with uh, Queen's University or out in uh, York University. That's awesome. I, I'm actually gonna look that up as well uh, once we're once we're done filming this. Um, so I want to know, uh, what do you think the connection is between uh, autism and mental health, specifically anxiety? Because I know uh, my anxiety has gotten uh, really bad at times, uh, and it's definitely uh, been something that I've had to learn how to cope with uh, throughout my life. Um, so like for me personally, it's like I said before, like the anxiety and depression part, um, comes and goes with me. Um, like the anxiety part, it can, for me personally, it can be from thinking way too much to the point where I'm actually not sleeping at all at night. And what would help me out with that is, you know, breathing exercises, uh, mindfulness related exercises and the depression part. Um, you know, that comes and goes here and there. Like I feel like that comes in, in waves. Uh, like actually, yeah, I was feeling a little, uh, down today because I had so much going on, so many exciting stuff today. And then when today came and it was like, okay, what's happening? Why am I feeling down? Why is this normal? Yeah, and I can I can totally relate on that as well. Um, my depression definitely comes in waves. Some days are better than others. Uh, some weeks are better than others. Uh, some months are better than others. But uh, even anxiety, I know, like I I would get usually four to five hours of sleep every night, even though I know I need more. But my anxiety will just wake me up, uh, and I can't get back to sleep. Um, so that's definitely something I struggle with too, is staying asleep. So I can empathize. It's, it's brutal, especially when you just want to sleep. Eh? Yeah. Especially when you have so much on your mind. Yeah. It's almost like my mind is, uh, I don't know if it's the same for you. It's almost like my mind is like in hyperdrive and it won't shut down without, um, I guess like soothing it through breathing or through, I, I do, uh, warm milk with honey. Uh, <sighs> I haven't done that for a while, actually. I should I should buy some uh, honey and do that. Uh, but that's really calmed me down. But right now, I do a lot of uh, deep breathing and pressure. Pressure really helps me. Um, and I also, uh, it, it sounds silly, but uh, stimming helps me a lot and calms me down. Um, so just letting loose uh, and letting myself, you, if you've noticed in the podcast, my head has gone a couple of times. Uh, that's just my own ticks um, and my own stims and it helps me kind of relax myself. And if I actually, if I keep those pent up, I, I don't know if it's, if you stim the same, everyone stims differently, but if I keep it pent up, it, I, I feel weird in my own skin almost. Uh, it's almost like I can't uh, go on until I get it out. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's basically uh, how I've, helped myself through my anxiety and through my depression. Um, and especially I've learned just being myself, uh, it's the coolest part, uh, because people do 
I, I remember in high school, I was so embarrassed whenever I would, um, I would either tap or I would, my head would flap or I would rock, rock back and forth. I do a rocking thing. I, especially if I stand up, I rock back and forth on both my feet. Um, and I would be so embarrassed, so embarrassed in high school. Um, but now I'm just like, I, I'm cool. This is unique. My friends think it's cool. Like, I don't have a problem with it. And I think it's something that makes me me. And I think that's really important is even if you do have things that um, I guess are outside of the norm, uh, it's so uniquely you and you're a cool person, you know? <laughs> exactly. Like the flapping and the, the rocking part. I think all of us, you know, been there, done that. Um, like I've even, I'll still do it here and there too. Like when I first started working, um, I did, I did bring that up and kind of disclosed, Hey, just a heads up. I do live with Asperger's and they say, thank you for, uh, um, telling us that. And lately, just recently, I've even had a few, uh, co-workers, associates even reach out to me to even pick my brain about autism and Asperger's as well. That's amazing. And you're so knowledgeable about it. So I'm not surprised at all. Um, and with that, I want to talk about the positive aspects. So what are some really positive things that uh, you see autism has brought into your life? People relating to also surprising yourself thinking that others can't see people with autism or Asperger's doing which you do super well with like to be honest with you like when you know how when you go into a Walmart or even a Costco and you see people um controlling um those power jack machines yeah yeah bring out say cases of water dog food or um uh, just to name a few so I actually have my license for that and it's something that I never thought I'd had I have going on that's amazing and I think I think that's something that needs to be brought up too is that like people who are on the spectrum um go on to live totally normal lives you know like I I'm in I, I have a partner I'm in the process of uh, uh trying to get a house um and I've, I've learned as much as I hate cooking, I've learned how to cook. I've learned how to do my laundry. I've learned how to clean my room. Um, I, I still won't do uh, wet food all that much because I don't like the texture. Um, but I'll do the dishes and stuff. Um, so I think it's important to note that like, um, just because we do have autism doesn't mean we don't go on to live normal lives and have normal jobs and... Uh, I guess I, what I'm trying to say is we can be anyone's uh, daughter, father, mother, son. Uh, there's no limits to it, right? Exactly. Or, um, you know, kind of leading on to what you were saying too, like the even potentially, I mean, like even, I hate math, like even uh, budgeting. We're, we're all going to have to go through that at some point. Oh, big time. Um, it's so funny because I hated math growing up. Uh, but again, space became my a huge focus. So like, 
I'm like, I have to learn math if I like space because space is so mathematic. Um, but I also, I, I, I tricked myself into liking it, but I also, no, I'm not a math, not a math person whatsoever. I know, and we talked about routine a little bit. Um, are there any specific routines that kind of help with your day-to-day, -day, um, especially uh, when things get difficult and things get shifted up? Because I know when things get shifted up for me, I kind of go into an anxiety spiral, panic. Um, is there anything that's really helped you with your routine and uh, keeping it in check? So kind of like going back to what I was saying, how I first got involved with the ASO, um, running, CrossFit has been a huge important important part of my routine actually like um actually like getting it done early in the morning just to help me wake me up a little more and if uh, yeah. somebody, and if somebody uh, changes that it's like okay what's the reasoning yeah i'm that way too um i know for me uh i wake up at five in the morning uh and i'll just go out and uh, go sit in the living room. So if that routine is disrupted at all, uh, I get nervous, I get anxious. Um, I go and try and find like a small place that I can go be alone for a bit. Um, I just thought, yeah, I'm very routine driven as well. Um, and if I forget my routine, I forget to brush my teeth, I forget to shower. Um, I'll forget to eat even and drink water because I'll just focus on something for so long. Uh, so it's been really beneficial to have, especially for me, I have um, little reminders on my phone uh, from time to time that go off. Um, if I do forget, but I rarely forget because my brain's so locked in on my routine that it knows exactly what it's doing every single day, um, which is nice. nice. Do you have any more tools that you'd like to uh, share that have helped you uh, specifically just wrapping up? You have been amazing, by the way, as usual. It's been a great discussion. It's been uh, fantastic having you on. Um, and uh, yeah, any tools that have helped you out? So running, CrossFit, learning about dinosaurs, obviously. <laughs> um, and also I've got slow, uh, slowly have been um, Photography. Oh, wow. Really, eh? Mm-hmm. That's like awesome. Nothing, nothing, I mean, like, nothing um, beats, you know, just going outside for, like, a good 45 to even a couple hours, taking some photos, even bringing your dog along as well, too, just to get him outside for a bit, a bit too. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't know you were into food. Even just, like going being outside too right it's a good excuse to go outside and take pictures and uh do stuff like that mm -hmm. and i know for me um especially team sports hockey really helped me socialize um because it was people who liked the same thing that i did uh but they also like different stuff so i learned that not everything was about hockey um and i started to learn that i could make friends uh and like different things as well um, I also, I do a lot of deep breathing, uh, which helps me when I'm, especially when I feel panicked, um, and mm. meditation has really, really helped over the years too. Uh, and just talking about it, uh, even I always say, if I don't know what I'm feeling, I'll go to someone I trust and say, 
I don't know what I'm feeling, but I'm not feeling good. Um, and that's all I need to say. I've told someone I've gotten it off my chest and they know if I'm a little bit snippy that day or if I have a meltdown, because I do still melt down. It's a reality of things. If I have a meltdown, they know why, and it's not out of the blue or it's shocking for them. Uh, so I think talking about what's going on has been the best tool that I've given myself, honestly. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So uh, thank you so much, Sean. It's been amazing. Um, and again, it's been great just catching up uh, outside of recording this as well. Um, this has been another amazing episode of the Speak Real uh, podcast. We will be joined next month uh, with another amazing special guest. I learned a lot from Sean, as I always do. Uh, and it's been a great discussion. I hope it drives discussion in your household uh, and within your friend group. Make sure that you check out uh, the ASO, as well as you speak. Uh, and you can find us on social media uh, and you can check out the website at youspeak.ca for a bit more information about us. Uh, so again, thank you so much, Sean. It's been amazing. Uh, thank you as always. And, yeah. Do you have any uh, last words that you'd like to leave uh, the audience with? Um, stay, stay safe out there. Awesome. That's great words. I agree with that. Stay safe, everyone. And thanks so much, Sean. We'll see you guys uh, next month. If you want to hear more stories, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and like. To support more youth by youth-led projects, visit us at youthspeak.ca, where you can donate and spread youth mental health awareness. Youth Speak Performance Charity. Speak. Inspire. Change.